Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Sorry, sorry, I was rambling and didn't do anything. So, uh, good evening, sport fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 497. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from my cab of my F-350 Ford pickup, uh, my temporary office, although it's becoming kind of permanent. Well, I rebuild my new one. I got my new Starlink internet setup, and everything is working just fine and wonderful. Uh, sorry about the dead air. I was just rambling away and not... I was on mute, and uh, Charles informed me that it was not working all that well. So we're back back at you, back live, and I apologize. Okay, so I have a bit of a rant today, and it has nothing to do with football, but it has a, a, a very meaningful thing to me, and it should be for everything. I'm in British Columbia, which is in the middle of a drought for a good chunk of the province right now, and we're very dry, tender conditions. We have four, uh, we have fire bands, campfire bands, everything is banned. You're not allowed to do anything out that side right now. It's uh, the loggers are kicked out of the forest. There's no ATVs allowed in. It's just like it's tinder dry. Okay, now last year we lost tens of thousands of acres and thousands of homes to wildfires. Okay, so it's very near and dear to the the heart of many people. And as you may or may not know, I'm a volunteer firefighter with the Lower Nicola Indian Band Fire and Rescue. And today at three o'clock, we got a fire call. And it was a grass fire out by uh, Noich, uh Indian Band, uh, by their band office. So I, we cruised out there. It took us a while to get there. We got there, no problems. Three fire engines, eight volunteers, and we got the fire under control very quickly. It had spread to a barn, and the barn, we lost the barn. That was even before we got there, so you can't blame us for that one. Uh, it is a quite, a, quite a travel. It took us 10, 15 get there it's quite far away so anyhow we got there we saved everything else the structures around it uh so that's good yay for us while i'm sitting there there's a whole pile of people collecting around us uh watching the firefighters work and i'm the pump operator the driver of the fire engine and the pump operator so i'm up on top of the fire engine pulling all the levers making sure that everybody's got the right water pressure on their hoses and everything else and making sure everybody survived. And I, and I can't leave there because uh, during an active fire situation, those firefighters' lives depend on me making sure that they get the correct water pressures on their hoses and everything else. This guy who's standing around in a crowd watching these firefighters throws his lit cigarette on the ground. I lose my shit on him up on the fire engine. I'm barking at him and everybody around him makes him feel like shit. But he's had a grass fire that more than likely was started by somebody with a cigarette. And then while the fire is still going, raging, he's throwing another cigarette on the ground. Granted, it was on gravel and granted, it doesn't really matter. But the fact is, you don't do this shit at this time of the year, people. You can't do it. It's not cool. 
school. Somebody lost a structure today because of a grass fire. Now, how did this grass fire start? We have no idea, but there was nothing near it other than people. So you have to assume that this was people who started, people who smoke. It's disgusting habit, but God damn it, put the, your cigarette butt somewhere responsible. Okay, that's my rant for the day. I'm okay with that. Let's talk some football. I'm going to open up the boards here, and I'm going to bring in Charles, and I'm going to bring in Will, and uh, the two of us are going to, three of us are going to talk football for the next two hours, or a little bit less than that after my rant. But it was like people smarten the fuck up, okay? Because like we don't we. We're firefighters. We're going to go wherever the fire is. But that doesn't mean we enjoy doing it, but we do it. It's in our green, It's in our DNA that we're going to go and do this, and we're going to do it for you no matter what. But stop starting them. It's ridiculous. Okay, welcome to the show, Charles. How you doing? Oh, I can't complain. <laughs> Apparently you had a better day than you did. Except well, for my dog barking day, in the background. I, I actually well, had that's a good. great day. But, but people I mean, are really we, we stupid do, when it comes to that. They are. They are. They are. And, and most yeah. people are really good. I put a post yeah. out on Facebook about this in, in the area, the Lower Nicola Grapevine, and then on my own personal page and explained what happened and why yeah. and what this guy did. I actually posted a picture of the guy's truck with his license plate. So I hope somebody finds him, gives him shit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. It. it it's kind of personal. You know, I, 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 yes, yeah. firefighters like to go to fires. But we know that we're going there because of other people, not because of people. Right. I, I hope that makes sense. No, it does. And people, I mean, you, you'll see it from time to time out here where you'll be driving, even on the freeway, and you've got that little... Yeah, the spot in the middle yeah. of freeway, which is all dry because they haven't had rain in like two months, and then they fling their cigarette out the out the window, right into the middle of all this dry grass, and it's just stupid. It's frustrating because you know people should know better than that, and they, they do. They just don't seem to care. No. Anyhow, so you know it. it, it I I don't want to think about it, but you're actually putting firefighters' lives at risk when you do shit like this, okay? Of course you are. we're stupid enough to do just about anything to put this fire out, okay? You know, you want to see something crazy is watch a a locked-up building that's on Mm -hmm. fire. Everybody's running away from this thing, and the firemen are running around in circles trying to get in. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen is to watch firefighters try to get into a building they can't get into. But they do. They, they, they're literally risking their lives to put out a fire that some moron started. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, That's true. my rant. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> you know what? Every single show, you open your mouth and you talk, and you you reiterate what I say forever. Number one, people are stupid. Sorry. And in the case of your fire, <laughs> there's that old saying, know your crowd too, okay? <laughs> like, you're at a grass fire with firefighters. Why are you smoking cigarettes and throwing them on the ground? Are you just plain dumb? Mm-hmm. 
You got to You got to The guy was just playing down, so you can't really blame him. Okay. I I don't know. I you can't. I know you can't fix stupid, and I'm the first one to say that, right? And and I'm also yep. the first one to try. Yep. I, I honestly I try to fix stupid, and it it yep. frustrates the shit out of me. Yep. I understand that. I understand that. And then some weeks when you try and get your point across to people or to persons, you end up going home for a week because you need to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's going to be me tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, We'll see what happens. I'm going to go have a chat with somebody about the fire department, and I'm pretty sure she's not going to be happy about my comment. Shit happens. So. Okay. Anything you guys want to talk about, should we jump right into football? Yes, let's talk about football. Let's start with football. Okay, so we had week eight, and I can't can't read half of this, uh, but we'll we'll see what we can do. So we had four games in week eight. The first one was the Montreal Alouettes and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. This was an interesting game, but it could have gone either way and probably should have. This should have been a Montreal victory, but... Ended up being Hamilton. Uh, I enjoyed the game. I I honestly don't think Montreal is capable of winning a football game with Danny Machocha coaching. It's just it. You know what? I almost feel sorry for uh, what's the owner's name? Stern. Stern. I don't want to call him Howard. Gary Stern. I want to call him Howard Gary Stern, Stern, but that's a totally total different idiot. Um. Yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for him because I know he, he's very passionate about his team and about football, and he's just made some really bad mistakes in his management side of things. So hopefully that that will get rectified, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I thought it was a pretty good game. I, I'm happy that Hamilton won a football game. I'm disappointed Montreal didn't get to win a football game. But East is playing the East. Exactly how good could it be, right? Charles, tell us what you thought of this game. Well, I mean, uh, there was some controversy late in this game when uh, uh, Trevor Harris kind of got his bell rung, and then the spotter from up top uh, pulled him with like six seconds left to go. And I I know a lot. I know a lot of people were upset with that. They're like, oh, well, they. They cost uh, Montreal the game and blah, 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 blah. Look, player safety is going to take – and he very well may have, but you know what? Player safety is going to take precedence over anything else. And I honestly don't have an issue with it. If they are doing something that they think protects a player, especially in this age of injuries and concussions, I don't have an issue with it. I would have – People are going to complain either way. People are going to probably compl- they leave him in, and people say, well, why wasn't he pulled? He looked like he had a concussion. So, uh, sorry, I don't have a problem with that. I think uh, right now the way players' safety is, they're going to err on the side of caution 99 times out of 100. And, yes, it sucked for Montreal, but I don't think Montreal needs to use that as a crutch because, you know what, if 
play better earlier in the game and don't put yourself in that situation where you're behind at that point of the game anyway. So I don't have a problem with it. I know there were a lot of people screaming, saying that it was wrong, but uh, I don't mind them erring on the side of caution and erring on the side of, um, of um, you know, an injury. Player safety. Yeah, exactly. So, so now I'm going to ask you a question because I saw this. I honestly don't think the hit was that bad and Trevor Harris looked that unstable. Did you? He looked a little bit off. I mean, he wasn't, like, stumbling around or anything, but he, he seemed to be a little bit... So, so I, I didn't think the hit was all that bad, although it was a bit of a high hit. So, um, uh, you know what? I uh, I don't know. Okay. I understand what you're saying, and I completely and totally agree with you that we need to err on the side of caution and everything else. And whatever. You saw the game. You saw the hit. Would you have pulled him? Because I wouldn't have. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. So, I wouldn't have, but I'm not going to blame somebody else because they may see it differently than I do. So. Yeah, 100%. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. But I don't think that that warranted that, and I think that that call, right or wrong, cost Montreal the game. Possible. So, you know, I, I, I'm not going to blame them for doing it because I think that's their job, right? If, if they're supposed to do that. But I don't think it was that bad. William, you chime in here and tell me what you think. You know what? Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Okay, as far as if he hadn't have gotten knocked out, would they have won the game? Who knows? Oh, um, we don't know that. Was it? No, we don't know that. Was it that bad of a hit? I didn't think it was that bad of a hit. Do I agree with the league when they pull guys? Absolutely, because let's face it, the players are not going to pull themselves. The management of the team nope. is not going to pull themselves. Okay, so it's got to be up to a higher power, and the higher power is the league, and that's why they have the league. So if they see fit to pull a guy then they should pull a guy on the on the air of, I mean, just for safety's sake. Okay? I mean, I, if, you, if you think about my line of duty, my guys in the field, they have to report everything. They have to report if a guy nicks his finger, for God's sake, okay? And I got to fill out yeah. a billion pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. So it's the same, and, and I, it's annoying as shit. But you know what? If the guy nicks his finger and doesn't report it, and then he gets an infection and he loses his thumb or something like that, I'm up a creek. So, you know, I mean, I see why they do it. Um, I, I don't, I don't ever want Danny Machocha to win another football game as long as I live, because I think Danny Machocha is a dick. And, and they gave him, and they gave him too much power, and uh, and I hope he falls on his face and gets fired at the end of the year. Just saying, because I yeah. I really think I really think he used Kahari Jones's scapegoat for a not a very good team with not very good players. So, 
Just saying. Every general manager does that. Yeah, but there's some guys that are better at it than others. There okay. are some guys who can build teams. That's correct. Yep. Right? That's correct. I personally like it when a coach is also the general manager and he falls on his face like Ken Austin did. Yes, we know that. At that point, he's got no one else to blame. you got no one else to blame, right? But uh, when you've got somebody to blame and you can't build a football team, you fired a coach because it's easier to fire a coach than firing yourself. That's correct. So, mm-hmm. I don't That's know. Correct. I'm really kind of a – I kind of wanted Montreal to win because I think they are a I better football team than Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just getting tired of seeing Hamilton I, in the Grey Cup, okay, and getting beat. Well, that's it's true, cold. too. That's true, too. But I honestly don't know who's going to be in the Grey Cup in the East because there's not one team out there that's worth a pinch of coon shit. Well, my prediction is going to be fun. Ottawa, so. I, I still say Ottawa. Ottawa's the best team in the East, uh, and I, 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 I before the season started. I personally think if their if if their quarterback gets better over the season, which I think he will, I think they're going to be in the Grey Cup. Just saying, the nobody no nobody in the East has reached out and grabbed that thing, have they? No, they have not. No, 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 no. I mean, what is Ottawa is um, won their first game this week. And they're, what, two points out of first place in the East, or is it four? I mean, it's four. attainable? Hell yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. It's attainable. So my, my big definitely question attainable. is, my big question is, if Kahari Jones got fired, how come Ryan Dinwiddie still has a job? No idea. I think we'll get to that. Yeah, we really yeah. will. Um, the one thing that I didn't notice on the agenda, did you know that Jeff Reinbold must have got fired from Montreal as well? Or he left because he saw what or the culture was. Did, did, did yeah. we hear anything about that? Because I just heard no. he, was, uh, no. he was announced as the director of player um, development for the University of Hawaii. That is correct. Yeah, I just saw that. What, what, what a golden job for him, eh? He is... He lives in Hawaii. This yep. is perfect for him. You see, you see. So, so he was special teams coach in Montreal, wasn't he? Yes. Okay, but we really didn't hear about him this year at all. Zero. So, so I, I'm wondering if he was too much personality for Danny Machocho to handle. Hundred percent. But did he get fired? Did he get quit? Did he? What happened? Or did he leave? Where I don't know. Departure? I don't know. They did not. I say think he must have left because he. They would have, I think, said something if he hadn't, right? I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. They didn't say anything about him leaving, though. Once again, TSN's coverage of the CFL is outstanding. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. What just happened? Hello? Nothing. What do you mean? Hello? Oh, my, my, my phone muted. Oh, did it? Yeah. 
So I, what I said is I hate them and everything, but you would think that Three Down Nation would have said something. There wasn't Somebody a big enough story. There wasn't a big enough story for them to make up a story. Apparently not. Okay, so Wikipedia still has him as uh, in the in specialty the coordinator for the Montreal Alouettes. Yes, Wikipedia does. So nobody's changed it. No. Yeah, there's not... Oh, Jeff Reinbolt leaves Montreal Alouettes due to personal reasons May 10th, 2022. May 10th. Less than a week before the scheduled start of training camp, the Montreal Alouettes have announced that renowned uh, veteran special teams coordinator Jeff Reinbold has stepped down due to personal reasons. The 64-year-old Reinbold had only joined Montreal in January of this year after resigning from the Ticats following seven years on and off with the club. He is one of CFL's most experienced special teams coordinator, and many consider him a special teams legend. Okay. Okay, there we go. Solved the problem. He wasn't playing this year. Yeah, he, he, he left before the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. It says general manager Danny Machocher refused to provide further details, remaining silent when asked whether Reinbold had resigned or was fired. Neither Reinbold nor his agent, Paul Sheely, returned messages. I'm just assuming Reinbold, Reinbold probably threatened to uh, punch Danny Machocher in the face, and he had to leave. How does that sound? No. What if he actually punched Danny Machocher in the face? That could be it too. That could be it too, right? But anyone blame him? He's got that kind of a face, okay? Okay. So, what do you think about the game, Will? Anything interesting to say about it? Well, Hamilton won. Montreal could have won, and I do agree with Charles. I or yeah, I do agree with Charles. I think Montreal did lose because of the call, but who knows? They did or didn't. Though did not, they should have won. If they hadn't got the call, I think they would have won. But once okay, again, you can't say woulda, coulda. Well, sorry, agree with you. Once again, I can't say woulda, coulda, or shoulda because it's all of those three things combined. To be right. honest, I, with and you. I agree. We we have no idea what would happen. No, but no, they they had a hell of a lot better chance of winning the game with uh, Trevor Harris in it than without him. Yeah. They did. They did. And, and that vaporized. Yeah. Okay. So it was Hamilton 24, Montreal 17. The point uh, total on the game was 41. Charles, you took Hamilton. You won. You got 100 points plus 34 on the dip. Will, you took Montreal. You got zipped there, but you got 24, 28. I don't know. I can't read Sparky's thing here. On the diff, and CJ took Montreal, got zero. I was off by one. I got 40 points on the diff. Rudy took Montreal, he got zero, but he got 50 points on the diff because he he picked 50, 41. He nailed it. 
He nailed it. He got 50 points for that one. Okay, in the Friday night game, we had the BC Lions traveling to Regina to play the tight, or the, the Rough Riders, sorry. And this was an interesting game. BC started out very slow. It almost looked reminiscent of the BC Winnipeg game, and we were going, oh my God, what the fuck is happening here? And then uh, BC finally got their groove, and it was lights out from like the end of the first quarter on. Definitely from halftime on, BC came alive and scored a shitload, what, almost 32 unanswered points. And uh, actually, it wasn't that many, but it was close. Um, 28, I think it was, unanswered points, and won the game handily. Saskatchewan just looked like a bunch of orphans out there. They had, it, was, it, was, it was almost embarrassing for them. They couldn't do shit. And uh, what happens is they post a, an article that uh, riders let one slip away. I love it. They got totally dominated by the BC Lions, and, but the, the, the riders let this one slip away on them. Let one slip away. Let one slip away. This was a great game by the Lions. This was a fabulous game by Nathan Rourke. He he, what, he threw 28 of uh, 33 passes, completed 28 of 33 passes, missed five the whole game. Uh, it, it's just a, it's an amazing kid. Uh, I, I loved watching it. It was a great game to watch. BC's O-line just dominated Charlton Hughes. And, uh, yeah, so be it. I'm happy with this. This is great. Uh, go ahead, Charles. Talk about your team. Is Belton Johnson writing for those guys now? Um, to, uh, yeah, I mean, really, this one started off really slow. The the the, the riders were all over um, the Lions for about the first quarter and a half. Then there was the uh, the Lions defense picked up a safety. And for whatever reason, right, that just seemed to be the that just seemed to be the the light switch that went off because it was all BC Lions for the rest of the game from that point. The Lions completely dominated uh, for the last two and a half quarters. They completely kept um, the Riders off the scoreboard for the final um, well for the whole entire second half. They were off the scoreboard, so. Um, yeah, they really dominate Nathan Rourke. What can we say? He just com- continues to be impressive. Um, week after week, uh, he had slowed down, tapered off a little bit in the previous two games, but uh, that uh, that didn't last long, and he picked it right back up in this game. He won the offensive player or the first star of the week again this year, this week. So um, he. Uh, you got to give it to him. The guy was uh, was solid on it. So, got to give it uh, yeah, give it to him. Uh, Lions were full value in this one, uh, and uh, yeah, you, you got to uh, appreciate that. Okay, so that and the, the writers did not give it away. By the way, no, that safety you're talking about that was Sean White missing his first field goal in 35 attempts. He put it right. wide to the left. And the rider player, and I want to call him uh, Elfond or uh, something, but I don't remember his name. 
Um, he tried to run it out of the end zone. Last week he ran a, a missed field goal out of the end zone for, for a touchdown. This week he tried to run it out on BC special teams, got stopped at the one-yard line, put his team in a shitty position, should have given up the point, single point, ended up giving a safety. We got, they went two and out, and we got a safety. And that was the, as Carol said, that was the turning point in the game. BC just rolled after that. They got a short field to work with on the kickoff, and they just put it in for seven. And and just kept rolling. Great game, William. Well, I'm uh, I'm uh, disappointed in you guys that you had any doubt in your mind. Okay, because. Did you hear that they were playing the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Okay, yes, they're not very good. The they're not a very good West. football team. And I understand that it was Nathan Rourke's first time he played in Saskatchewan against the ugly-ass Rider fans. But you know what? I think it took him about a quarter and a half to get a little poised and the team to rally yep. around them and then, to, and then for them to adjust. And they did a good job. But Saskatchewan's not a very good team. I mean, nope. I, I could talk about BC. Let's face it, BC was better than Saskatchewan. They won the game. Nathan Rourke was was good, okay? And they played their typical game they played this year. But let's talk about Saskatchewan for a little bit. They kept on saying during the broadcast that sure would be great if if the Riders had a long ball threat. Well, in order to have a long ball threat, you got a guy got to have a guy who can throw the long ball. That's not Cody Fajardo. Yes. Okay, and thank God, miracle of miracle, his knee was good enough to play in that game. Oh, just wait till it gets better. Look out, Saskatchewan. Look out, everybody. Mm-hmm. Saskatchewan's going to be great. Saskatchewan is going to be last place in this league in the West at the end of the year. I guarantee it, because they are trending down. Yeah. And and I and I, it seems that in that game, the the coaching staff and the management took care of the undisciplined problems of some of those guys because they didn't, they weren't as, as um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not going to call cheaters, but they weren't doing a normal thing. And uh, I think, I think BC, it was never in doubt after the, after the first half, it was not even close to in doubt. I knew who was going to win that game. Yeah, BC dominated them in the stats. Like, Nathan Rourke threw for 300 and some odd yards, 330, 340 yards, something like that. Saskatchewan threw for 130 or or something ridiculous. It was like half of what Nathan Rourke threw. Total offense was half of what BC did. Uh, Everything about it, you know, BC just absolutely dominated them. And why? They're a better team. Saskatchewan is not a good team. I said that. quarterback. Off season, they need a quarterback, they and they need, need a, a coach. They were badly well, uh, in this game. And not only that, I mean, they need a quarterback, and he's playing the one they do have. Even though he's not great, he's playing on one leg right now. He's got a bum knee. So that, so not only is he not a great quarterback, he's not a hundred percent healthy. How do they expect to be any successful at all? Well, there is well a, but that shows you. Moment. But it shows you what they have on their bench, Charles. If they're going to let a one-legged guy yeah. play quarterback, 
Fair enough. Exactly. That's that was my point. There is that he is better than the rest, and that's that's I, just I mean, poor being a poor general manager. And and the reason the reason in my mind the reason Dickinson still got a job is because if they get rid of Craig Dickinson, who is the next in line for for the head coach job? Take a guess. Jason Moss. And that's not going to do you any good either. No, he's not a head coach. So, no. So Saskatchewan's a bit bit screwed right now in my mind. And this is completely opposite of 2013 when they had the Grey Cup coming to town because they they loaded that team up so they could win the Grey Cup. They haven't they bought a this team. Game, They're not going to be in the Grey Cup this year. I guarantee it. They're not going to be in the are, If they are, it's I'm a if they're in the Grey Cup, it'll be from the it'll be from the east side of the world. But I don't think they can even do that. I don't think they can get by Ottawa. So, anyways. You're going to see Ottawa this week coming up play Calgary, and we'll see exactly what that team's worth. I, I, they may not beat Calgary, but they're going to give them a hell of a game. It's not going to be a cakewalk for them Stampeders. We're, we're continuing on. We're continuing on. That's in the next segment. Let's keep on going. Yeah, I know. I know that. Okay, so final score here was the BC Lions 32. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders, 17. Uh, there was a 49-point total on this. Uh, Charles took BC with 51. Jeff of minus two, so you got 135 or 138 or something. I don't know. I can't read the writing here. Uh, it, it's very foggy for me. Uh, Will, you went with BC at 45 points. You were out by one? No, you must have had to pick 48. You're out by one. So you got 140. Good run there, buddy. Uh, I took BC at 60. I was out by 11, so I got 120 points. Uh, Rudy took BC at 40. He was out by nine, so he got 134 or something. Uh, it was a pretty good picks all around for, by everybody here. Okay. The third was. game was the Winnipeg was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Calgary McMahon Stadium to play the Stampeders. This game I didn't have the opportunity to watch, but I listened to it. I was out picking up hay, and I'm, I, I listen to Sirius XM when I'm getting hay. Actually, I listened to the Montreal-Hamilton game as well. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, – I'm a little torn on this game. I, I think Calgary played a better game of football. I think they were they were the better team. But the score didn't say that At the end of the game So I don't know what the hell happened Or how to describe it uh, William I'll let you go first on this one What was your take on on Calgary You were at the game weren't you uh, Yeah I was at the game um, I had high expectations <laughs> Okay um, I you know what, Bo Levi Mitchell at the end of the game, he he summed it up pretty good, and his his summary was, "We're just not good enough to beat to beat Winnipeg," and they're not. Currently, right yeah. now, they are not good enough to beat Winnipeg. Okay, 
They're they're not playing mistake free football. They're doing some stupid things. I I watched a bunch of stuff. I've watched this game six times since Saturday, and because it's just it's really aggravating for me. And so let's I, watch it I, again. I I think I yeah. think they should I I think they should replace Bo Levi Mitchell. To be honest with you, and give Jeff Mayer a chance. And yes, I said that out loud because from what I watched on the weekend, he was he missed guys. There was guys wide open and he missed them. Okay, and he seems tentative and he seems scared to get hit and he seems scared to throw the ball. And that's just the offensive side of the football team. Everything else on the offensive side is working in my mind. Now on the defensive side of the field, um, they played like shit in my mind. I mean, Zach Hilaris could could back up, throw the ball down the field. That ball had eyes because there is people in the way of his passes and they were falling into the receiver's hands every single throw. It was crazy. Um, and, as, and I'm sure you guys aren't aware of this, but the Stampeders also cut Raheem Wilt or Raheem, <laughs> Raheem, sorry, is it Raheem Wilson uh, yesterday who has been with the Stampeders as a cornerback for two years now, and they outright cut him. And I, I don't know if they're blaming him for some of the problems, but what they said was... Uh, what they said was uh, they have they have a number of people coming off the uh, sixth game this week, and they wanted to try some other people. They want to try some other people who are just as talented at those spots. So they outright cut a two-year veteran, which is really weird. Yeah, you so, don't do that. You might even put him on the injury list, but you wouldn't just... Well, no, yeah, but I think maybe they offered him the practice roster and he told them to pound salt. So, Yeah, um, I understand that. But they are having some guys coming back, and I think, I think what the overall message is, that game, you guys laid a turd, and now we're going to make some changes because we cannot stay pat or we're not going to do anything. That's what I think nope. the message is. You weren't good so, enough. That's they right. weren't. So, right. it's pretty simple. Now, here's some time. interesting stuff. Here's something interesting that uh, Rudy put out, and I thought that I thought it was quite good, was, uh, where was it? Funny, oh, no, no that's not it. Where'd he go? July 30th, no, it was just more recent than that. Uh, Funny fact, Winnipeg has won five out of eight games by less than one score. Yep. Or one score or less. Ottawa has lost six of seven games by one score or less. We could very well have... A seven and one Ottawa Red Blacks team right now, and have a three and five Winnipeg Blue Bombers team could have easily have gone that way. It didn't. That's a what if, could have, all of that shit. Would have, could have, should have. Is now eight and zero. Would have, could have, should have. But it's it's a fact that those two teams, the top of the league and the bottom of the league, are not that far apart. 
They are uh-huh. standards, but in quality of play, Ottawa held their own with Winnipeg in the first two weeks of the season, and we're going to find so out how they do with the this week coming up. It was also the first two weeks of the season, so it, it was, and that and mm-hmm. and Ottawa is a brand new team where Winnipeg is a very old team. Yeah, but they also. Yeah, but Winnipeg Winnipeg lost almost all of their starting receivers, so you can't really say that either. Yeah. So. We can't say a lot of things, but there you go. All I know, and I really, I also, sorry, I also find it really weird that the Stampeders cut Raheem Wilson this week when. And they haven't announced it yet, but I am pretty sure their other starting cornerback, Trey Roberson, I think he's out for the rest of the year. Because he had a nasty knee injury at the end of the Bomber game. And also their starting center is probably out for the year because he's got a huge ankle injury. So something's going on strange in Calgary right now. And And to top that all off, Dave Dickinson isn't at practice this week. That's right. Well, that's that. That's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Didn't they just sign somebody or bring somebody back to replace Roberson? No, they brought a D back. I thought I thought they had brought the a D back back from the end of the or beginning of this year to replace Roberson, but then the next day they cut Raheem Wilson. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I don't know, man. Okay, so Charles, what was your take? Let you go on this. Uh, Calgary just simply wasn't good enough. Uh, they were, uh, they kept battling. They kept it close, but really, when it came to, um, when it came right down to it, uh, the Stampeders uh, just didn't have enough to get by them, and uh, Winnipeg just finding a way to week uh, win the game every week, no matter who they're playing. So, uh, if you look at Bo Levi Mitchell's stats, they weren't great in this game. He needs to be better. Nope. Uh, Kadeem Carey could be better. Uh, the defense couldn't get a stop when they really needed to get a stop. And you flip it around, and Winnipeg is the complete opposite. They got the stops, they got the quarterback, and they found a running game finally. Finally, one of the running backs broke through, and Brady Oliveras ran for over 100 yards in this game. So they yeah. did what they needed to do, and Calgary just couldn't match them. They were close, but not close enough. And that's simply the, the, um, that's the long and short of it. Uh, they've been close, but no cigar. Much like other teams I, that I have think... played Winnipeg this year, but they still haven't been able to take them out. I think Brady Oliveira running for 100 yards in this game had more to do with a bad Calgary defense than it had to do with a good Winnipeg offense. And that's possibly true as well. But uh, I, I mean, just they had don't to get... think Calgary could stop him. Yeah, it just seemed like that. They They couldn't get the stops they needed. And the uh, Bombers, when they needed points, they went and got it. When they needed to make a play, they went and did it. And Calgary's defense just couldn't step up to stop them. 
Okay, so final score was Winnipeg 35, Calgary 28, seven-point spread, total of uh, 63 points. Uh, Charles, you're the only one in the group that picked Winnipeg. You got 126 points. Uh, Will, you ended up with 15, I think. Uh, CJ got three. I was off by a bunch. And uh, Rudy picked up uh, 20 or... Jeez, what did he end up with? He ended up with nothing. He was off by 25 points. He got zero points on this game. Uh, good job, Charles. Uh, the last game was the Ottawa Red Blacks into Toronto to play the Argonauts. Now, this is one where we're going to deal with Will's question is, why does Ryan Dinwiddie the coach of the Toronto Argonauts actually have a job because we're not sure. Uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks finally won a game. They did a good job. They played some good football. Were they, they were the better team without question. Were they a great team? No. Toronto is just a terrible team. I really don't know what the hell's going on in Toronto and why it's taken so long to make changes. Pinball Clemens has got to be just too nice of a human being for this to exist. Ryan Dinwiddie is, uh, as I think I posted it on the Internet, he's in the deep end without his water wings because he is just drowning terribly in there. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. They got McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Jesus. How, how can you keep hanging your hat on this guy? It's just it's, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. William, you go on this one first. Well, unmute your mic and talk. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh, there he is. Okay. No, here I am. Um, you know what? The one thing that I can say about this game, the game was not overly exciting, okay? It was Toronto and Ottawa. No. But the one thing I can, I can say about this game is Ottawa came out, and you could see it in their play that they desperately, desperately, desperately wanted to win. Yeah. And I'm I'm ha- and I'm happy for them because they did win. Okay? Yeah. And you know what? Caleb Hawley, is it Caleb Hawley who's their quarterback? He's not that bad of a quarterback yep. if they if they play him within his means. Okay? And if they have a running game and if the defense plays well. And I think I think they will get better because I mean as far as coaching goes, you got La Police and you got Benavides, and they're good coaches in my mind. And I they're and, both and they, they, it wasn't. I, I personally don't think the game was even as close as people thought it was. And Toronto, they got McLeod Bethel Thomas, and I, you know, I've always been a fan of his, but he's absolutely sucked this year. And they've got some decent receivers, and they've got a, and they've got Andrew Harris as a running back who has not played that poorly, but they got Ryan Dimwitty. Okay, did you get that, Dimwitty? Okay, I don't think he's a good coach. And they do have also, they do also have a first-year defensive coordinator. I mean, this team, they spent money on this team. This team should be better, and they're not. So when you got a good team, and what do you look at? You look at the coaches. 
And I, I tend to wonder, you say Michael Pinball is too nice of a guy to make changes. I tend to wonder if he even gives a shit. Because in my mind... I wonder that too. He was no, forced to take this no, job. He was forced. I mean, he, he was, was the forced one that came to take down the, the stands to yell at the team when they were being goofed on, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On but the field. he was forced. He was forced to take this job. Okay. People pushed him and pushed Granted. him and pushed him to take it because he was doing just fine on the personal talk circuit. Okay, giving people pep talks and and he could have done that forever. I don't really know if he wants to be involved in football anymore. Just saying, just my thought. So, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I don't believe that he would go in there and do something half-assed. I don't think it's in him. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think he would either. But I just, I just wonder how much motivation is there, and does he want to go through this whole thing again? Did he pick the right head coach? No, he didn't pick the right head coach, obviously. Okay. Did he pick um, the head coach? But no, he didn't. He wasn't there last year, was he? This is he's first year guy. Okay, so he didn't pick that head coach. So, no, um, you know, what I think he's just too nice a guy to fire him. And don't forget, I mean, this has come up a couple of times this year. Um, What's his name? Uh, His contract has expired at the end of this year, right? Again. Mike O'Shea's contract is up at the end of this year again. Yeah. I, well, Mike O'Shea, it is. If Mike O'Shea and Pinball are buddies. Right now, who replaces him? Well, yeah, I know, but maybe he's holding off till the end of the year. Because, let's face it, so you can have six wins and you can be in first place in the East. That's scary. Yeah. Right now, three wins would get you in first place in the East. Well, correct. And Toronto yeah. is, in reality, in first place in the East. Let's face yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. It's three wins. So. Crazy. Okay. Charles, talk about this game. Just when you think the Argos may have figured it out, they lay an egg. Uh, they were terrible. They were terrible in this game. I'm sorry. They just were not good in this game. And Ottawa, I kind of feel good for because Ottawa has had a lot of frustration uh, this season. There are games that they probably should have won that they ended up losing. So, um, yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. They, they just uh, Toronto's a game, uh, team that uh, they're just not consistent. They're consistently inconsistent. That's what the best way to describe them. Uh, this yep. they've had an opportunity. They could own the Eastern Division. They honestly could, but all they do is shoot themselves in the foot when they have a chance. It's just it's bizarre to me. And uh, I'm with you here on Ryan Dinwiddie. I was really confused when they hired him in the first place. Um, we all were. We all were. The guy was what a special teams coordinator? Or he was Was he a coordinator? No, he was just no, a quarterback he was, coach. He was a quarterback coach with Calgary. Yep. Yep. 
And some people say, oh, well, he, he, they finished first last, last season. It takes nothing to finish first in the Eastern Conference or Eastern Division. That's not a huge accomplishment. Teams can get first place in the East by accident. And uh, playing the way they did, just like the Riders, they got shut out in the second half by a team that hadn't won this year. They shut them out in the second half. Uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, he is an extreme, uh, to me, he's kind of an extreme uh, similar player to uh, Trevor Harris where he can be good one week and just terrible the next week. He can't be consistent. This Caleb Evans, like Will said, this guy's got a lot of potential, I think. I mean, he's got to be, they got to play him in his boundaries, like Will said, and he's got to be used in the right situation. I'm not saying he's going to be a, a superstar or a top quarterback in the league, but this is a guy that can play well enough to win you games, especially if your defense comes to play. So I know they're only, what, 1-6 and six now, 1-5, and five, but the Red Blacks, they're very much in the thick of things in the East. It's that sad. It's ridiculous to say that, but it's true. It is. It is true, but it's sad. It's very, very, very sad mm-hmm. that you win one game, you're more than a third through the season, you're almost halfway through the season, and you've won one game, and you're four points out of first place. Mm-hmm. How, how how does that fucking happen? Did did you know that it's called the Eastern all League? Of the, all of the Eastern Division teams, all of them, all of them together, all four of them together, total up all of their wins. They equal Winnipeg. They would be tied with Winnipeg if they were one. Mm-hmm. If you add all of the Eastern wins together. Good grief. And, and most of those are only because they Eastern teams beat other Eastern teams. Now, granted, three of those three of the eight victories were against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and that's got to tell you why Will and myself think that team sucks. Not because we don't like the Riders, which we don't, but the team sucks. Plain and simple. Okay, so this one was the Ottawa Red Blacks twenty three. And the uh, Toronto Argonauts, 13. Total point score was 36. Charles, you took Toronto. You got 26 points total. Uh, that was uh, a Will, mistake. You, took, you, got, you picked uh, Ottawa. You got 118, I think. Uh, CJ took Ottawa and got 130. Uh, Rudy picked Toronto and got 14 points total. Okay, so I can't read this. It's kind of fuzzy. I'm not picking on Sparky for this one. It's just the way that I printed it. It just came out wrong. Um, The standings, we have a flop in the standings in the uh, Let's Talk CFL podcast panelists. Uh, Charles has taken over first place with 2,788 points. Uh, CJ is dropped to CJ dropped to second with twenty six ninety six. Will is on his bootstraps there at twenty six oh four, right behind him on his heels. 
And Rudy, who did miss week four completely, is down at 22.06. So he's kind of holding his own there. Uh, this was not a good week for Rudy. He only got 188 points. He was making some uh, some headway and catching up to us. Uh, so that's uh, week eight in the books. Thank you very much, Sparky, for doing this, and you guys for uh, playing along. We're going to play along, all right, and we're going to pick this week's games. Yay, team. Uh, so the first game, which is uh, a Thursday night game, is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Montreal. And we're going to go – I haven't got any scores from Rudy, and he is supposed to do that before the end of the podcast, and he knows the rules. He's going to make some excuse, I know, but he knows the rules. He yeah, actually said he was going to come on tonight a little earlier, but – Yeah, he did know. me. Yep. I did ask for well, numbers. Tonight or next week. Up, did he? No. But that doesn't matter. Okay, so week nine, Montreal or Winnipeg whoa, whoa. into Montreal. CJ, Charles. CJ, CJ, what? CJ, Rudy's number is at yep. the bottom of your screen. Fuck off. Oh yeah, I just don't, yeah, you're right. I just noticed that. Fuck off, really? Yes, yep. it is. He just he put it in just a couple minutes ago. Just now? Yes. Yeah, he said he would be a little late. He just put it in at nine fifty-four. So, let's go see if I can find him. I'll bring him in. He's got to stop putting the, the, the whatchamacallits in there, the hyphens. Yeah, well, you said that we before. Talked to him about that. <laughs> I know, yeah, but he doesn't see, learn. I, I, I listened to you. You told me that the second show I was on, and then I've never done it since. I'm, I'm a prize pupil. I'm a smart guy. Holy smokes. Don't put dashes. Put spaces. <laughs> Don't put dashes. It's Don't pretty put straightforward. Don't put anything. Just I know. That, was, that was a joke. Numbers. Okay. We're phoning him. Probably fell asleep. It only was four minutes ago. Hello? Rudy. How's it going? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good, good. Keeping busy. Hey, this is the podcast, eh? Yeah. Okay. Are you what ready? What segment are we on? We're we're just picking the scores for ne- this week's coming games. So we've okay. talked about all the other games, and we're just moving forward. Okay. So do you want me to go with my picks? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I'm asking Charles right now for his Winnipeg-Montreal game. Charles, okay. what's your pick? Uh, I just don't see Montreal beating Winnipeg right now. I mean, if Calgary's not beating them and BC's not beating them, I don't see anyone in the East beating them. So uh, I can't pick Montreal to beat uh, Winnipeg. Um, they're not good enough. They couldn't beat Hamilton last week. So, no, I'm not going to pick Montreal to beat Winnipeg. I'm going to pick Winnipeg all the way on this one. Uh, I pick Winnipeg, and I'll say 46 points. Okay. William? Yes, sir. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Montreal, 45. Whoa. You're near to here first. 
Well, it always says go out, so is this really surprising? Yeah, he says that Danny Machocha is never going to win another football game. And then he picks picks Montreal. I I don't understand the logic there. Yeah, Yeah, but guys, I need a challenge. It's only week eight, right, or week nine? What is it, week eight or week nine? Week, this is week nine. Week. This is week nine. That means I still have another nine weeks to catch up to you guys, so I'm good. Hmm. Well, Thinking Montreal is not exactly the strategy to do that, but there's there's 21 weeks in the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, thought I'd share that with you, Rudy. There you got 12 your, weeks. Your pick here, buddy. I got Winnipeg 49. Uh, it seems like whenever, whenever Stern uh, has guaranteed a win, it has gone horribly wrong. And I, that's uh, great bulletin board material for Winnipeg. <laughs> I, well, first off, Winnipeg shouldn't need bulletin board material. Second off, I don't think Gary Stern guaranteed a win. I think he said that his team is better than his, their record and that he, he – their team could be the one to knock off Montreal or Winnipeg. And he didn't come out and make any promises. Okay, Unless well, I read that wrong. Winnipeg's due for a loss, but I don't think they're going to lose tomorrow night. No, no nor does anybody on the podcast. Uh, CJ is taking Winnipeg, and I'm going with my 42-40. No doubt my mind they're going to lose. No doubt my mind. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Will. Okay, speaking of which, we got the Calgary Stampeders going into Ottawa to play the Red Hot Red Blacks. Hot on the win of over Toronto. Charles, who are you taking in this one? Oh, boy. I mean, it's the first time Ottawa's coming off with some momentum in this one. Um uh, because they finally got their first win. I think they're better than their record shows. I just don't know if they're going to beat Calgary. Um, They were playing Saskatchewan this week or Edmonton. I'd be picking them in a heartbeat. I can't pick them to beat Calgary. I just don't think they're there yet. So I think this is going to be a much closer game than a lot of people might think. I still think Calgary wins it. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Calgary 47. No, 43. Okay. William. Let me, let me convince you otherwise, Charles. Dave Dickinson did not coach this week. Kadeem Carey did not practice this week. Trey Roberson did not practice this week. Uh, Sean McEwen did not practice this week. They cut their top starting cornerback. Their team is in a turmoil. Uh, Calgary 47. There you go. Oh, Calgary 47. Okay. Yes, sir. I'm taking the Ottawa Red Blacks at 42. Okay. I just jumped right over Rudy here. Rudy, what are you going to do? Well, I'm never around anymore, so that's understandable. Uh, I got Calgary 49. They're going to have a bounce-back win. Calgary at 49. Okay. And Sparky and uh, 
I got Ottawa at 42. I'm the lone wolf here taking the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, I'm just following. I'm, I'm stumbling through the uh, the standings now. Pretty soon Rudy's going to be ahead of me. Huh. Uh, but you know, I'm just going to pick the Red Blacks because I think I like them. Either that, or I'm just going to take over sole position of first, one or the other. Uh, the third game is the Hamilton Tiger Cats into Toronto. I'm not confident in either of these teams right now. I'm not huh. confident either of the coaches are any good in this, these two teams. I'm not convinced that either one of them have a quarterback. Charles, who are you picking to win this game? Right now, Hamilton's playing better football. Not substantially better, but and going by last week, Hamilton won. Toronto didn't. But you know what? I don't like what I'm seeing from Toronto, so I'm picking Hamilton. I think they've been better lately. Uh, I'm like you, though. I don't particularly have much faith in either one of these teams, but I think Hamilton wins this one. So I'm going to pick Hamilton, uh, and I'm going to see Hamilton 40. Okay. William? i got to agree 100% with Charles, and I'm going to go Hamilton 41. Rudy? I got uh, Toronto, 42. You took my 42. A little upset, a little upset about that. Hey, and CJ, you don't have to worry about, you don't have to worry about Rudy catching you. I'm going <laughs> Hamilton, and I'm taking 42. Okay. Saturday night game. Edmonton in BC playing the Lions at the Dome. I don't have to ask Charles who's going to win this one because I know it's the BC Lions, but he's going to have to say it for Sparky. What's your spread, Charles, or what's your total? Well, I remember what happened last time we did this, Edmonton in BC. It was a season opener, and the Lions put 59 points on him. Now, I tend to think that's not going to happen again because uh, the Edmonton team has at least marginally improved from week one. But I still I think they're a much better team. The, the Elks don't have a quarterback. I'm sorry to Taylor Cornelius. He's not the guy that's going to get it done. Um, I don't care what receivers he has. Uh, but, um, yeah, the Lions, I think, are going to win this one again. Uh, they may not quite be a blowout. Uh, well, I think it might be fairly one-sided. It's not going to be like the 59. To, I don't think it's going to be 59 to 15 again, but I'm going to pick the Lions to win this one uh, 52. 52? Yeah, 52 points. Okay. William, what are you picking here? Me and Charles have a lot in common. I'm going to pick... Edmonton, 52. Are you shitting me? You hate Edmonton. No, sir, I'm not shitting you. Yeah, and and I'm also going to go with Edmonton. They're going to, it's going to be a surprising game, and uh, I got Edmonton, 58. What color is this guy in you guys' world? I don't know, Charles, just let him do it. I'm taking the BC Lions, and I'm going with 60 points. 
So, Charles and Will both took 52 points. One took BC, one took Edmonton. Guess which one took which? Actually, it's kind of hard to guess because William never takes Edmonton. Okay, so that's what we've done. Those books, those are in the books. We're finished with those. Those are the picks. Calero, Schoen, and Acklin are named July top performers. Arguing with that? I don't know. I'm not really convinced that Caleros has been amazing. But, I don't know. I think he's been really good. I think he's he's been been amazing. I don't think he's been amazing. I think he's been amazing. I think uh, he's I do. Amazing. He's definitely he not. He was amazing yeah. in that game. What's that? I said he's definitely not shitty. In the two no, Calgary absolutely games, he's been not. amazing. In the two Calgary yeah. games, he was amazing. He was pretty he fantastic in the Lions, games, Lions too. Okay, yeah. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me reestablish this. Zach Caleros is the number one quarterback in the CFL at this point in time. I'm not arguing that that point. I think he's been the best quarterback for quite a while. I've liked him his entire career. When nobody, everybody else wanted him to retire, thought he was junk, everything else, I kept saying he was the best quarterback in the CFL. I still believe that. I don't think he's been playing amazing football the last month. Not enough to warrant this, but then... I don't think anybody else has warranted it anymore. And I will, okay. I will give you, I will give you my. This is my reasoning, and the biggest thing I say he's been great this year is because. Well, of course he's been he great lost, this year. No, no, but he's lost his his best two receivers, okay, from last year. They're gone, okay. They play for another team, and he's got this. This shown guy who I've never fucking heard of, and uh, who's the other guy? Wallatarski. And and did I say this out loud? Are you ready for this? You ready for this, guys? Most of his receivers are white. Oh my god, did I say that? Wow. <laughs> white man. Yeah, can't I didn't jump. think. I didn't think about that, but yeah, they all are, other than Bailey, I guess. <laughs> Ellingson, Schoen, and Wallatarski. Okay? Oh, and they've all played and they've all played great. So and I think the reason they're playing great is because they got Zach chucking them the ball. And I and you know me, I've never been a big Zach fan. But you know what? The proof is in the pudding, man. I mean when he throws the balls and, and the other thing, and these last two Winnipeg games, he's been within He's been within inches of them reaching him to sack him, and he fucking gets away and throws the ball down the field. It drives me insane. Yeah, he's good in the pocket. Oh, CJ, I think he's, he's top performer for July because, I mean, in my eyes, Calgary is the second best team in the CFL right now. I, I'd say BC's third best. A lot of people think they're second. Um he put up a 43 spot on BC early in the month after Sales said their offense was vanilla, which it was early in the season. And then they they beat Calgary in two close games. I mean, you can't you can't really give it to anyone else as far as July goes. Now in um, in June, I would have picked 
Roar because he's the quarterback of the month. I think he actually got it. He, and he won. He did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's pretty on par. Honestly, looking at these, I, I don't have a problem with any of these. No, I, nor did I. I don't have a problem with them. I'm not saying that Zach Claros didn't deserve it. I just said he wasn't playing amazing football. Is he playing outstanding football? Yes. Okay? I just said it wasn't amazing. And if you go back and look at the stats, his stats, in comparison to other players' stats, even Dane Evans, he only got 70 yards more than Dane Evans. Okay? 70 yards, that's it. They have one, Zach Caleros has one less completion than Dane Evans. One less. Yeah, but once again, you can't compare stats. I mean, the only thing you can compare is 8-0, okay? Because if you remember, if you remember four or five years ago, Smiling Hank and Hamilton had two years where he threw for over 5,000 yards, and he won four games a season, okay? Yeah. But you also got to look at the thing. Zach Caleros is the only quarterback that's played eight games. Everybody else has that's had a true. bye. Winnipeg hasn't had a bye yet, and BC's they're about to go two. into week nine without that bye again. They're going to be in a nine, nine and O team because they're off playing. Who are they playing? Uh, somebody they're going to dominate Montreal, and uh, and they haven't had a bye yet. They're halfway through the fucking season. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but no, no quarterback in the CFL this year is going to be eight and O like Zach Galaris. Sorry. No, I, I didn't say no. they would. No, they don't. They don't get a bye till week eleven. But I, 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 we've always said that it's not the quarterback that wins the game, or at least I have. Yeah. Especially You've always said that. Calgary winning the games and Bo Levi Mitchell. When you're talking about Bo Levi Mitchell. Okay, so yeah. and I'm not dissing Zach Caleros. I'm not. I'm just saying that Winnipeg has a strong team. Yes, they do. And they, they have. There isn't a team in the league they haven't beaten yet or won't beat. Because I mean, Listen, I think they the only, keep the best competition. The only, the only team in CFL history that we can give, give credit to the quarterback for was the 2001 Calgary Stampeders. Okay. With Marcus Crandall. With Marcus Crandall, he's the reason they won the Grey Cup. He dragged them into the Grey Cup. <laughs> Because <laughs> that team was awful, <laughs> but not as bad awful. as the Bombers. We left, we left, but he was outstanding in that playoff run. He was because I remember that he played good football. Okay, so we're going back, Charles. He still he couldn't like throw a thirty-yard pass in that playoff series. Okay, the key was the twenty-yard passes. And they ran the ball. Yeah, and it worked. And it worked. He didn't. He didn't need to. He didn't need to. And they and they hit a drunk Winnipeg Blue Bombers team in the Great Cup. So true. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're saying here. I don't think that if you go back and look at the stats for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and you compare them to the BC Lions 
or the Hamilton Tiger Cats or a couple other teams, Winnipeg stats are not that much better. Oh, they're... The thing is with Winnipeg is their defense is so good. And Will was at the game, so he would have, he obviously saw it all. The thing is, Cal, it looks like whenever Calgary got the momentum in that last game, Caleros came back out and got a touchdown drive. Yep. And and even just, yeah. I, I, like, I'd even argue, even as a Bomber fan, um, Watching them this season, like don't get me wrong, their O line it's still out, it's still amazing, but it's all, he hasn't had as much time in the pocket this year as last year. Like he's scrambled a lot on a lot of plays, and like Will said, he still somehow finds a way to get that pass off and and usually complete it as he's fallen to the ground or where if it was Fajardo, he'd he'd spike it or throw it into the crowd. And Rourke's the same way with that. Like, he's outstanding at scrambling. Okay. Anybody else? Charles, you got anything to say about this? Uh, the top performers, or are you good? We're moving on to No, Brian I'm good. I, I agree with them. Yeah. Okay, star receiver Brian Burnham of the BC Lions returns to practice this week. Is he going? What? What's the matter, Will? What just happened? Sorry, I hit my whole button. That wasn't, that wasn't me. No, it's me. Oh, I couldn't figure out what that was. I actually hit the wrong button. And I had to go over to my podcast thing to find out whether or not I was still connected. It was beeping at me. No, that was my okay. fault. I hit the whole button. Okay, we're good. We're good. Star receiver Brian Burnham is set to re- uh, of the BC Lions is going to return to practice or has returned to practice. Uh, he may or may not play this week. We don't know. Is he going to make a difference to the Lions? Is he going to make the Lions a better team? And if he returns to the Lions, who are they going to sit? That's the good question. I mean, our number one receiver is who, Charles? Right now, the number one receiver is uh, Dominic Rimes. Dominic Rimes. And he's the one that took over for Brian Burnham, isn't he? No, no, he was in. The one that came in for Rimes, uh, the one that came in for Burnham was uh, Keon Hatcher. Keon Hatcher is BC's number two yeah. receiver, number nine in the league, with 454 yards so far. Lucky Whitehead is up there. Who are we going to sit? Javon Katoy. Brian Burnham comes back. Who are you going to sit? Well, you need. I mean, you need Katoy, right? Because he isn't he Canadian. He's Canadian and he's a powerful. He's a power uh, receiver. That uh, one of those guys that uh, guys don't like to try to tackle. Great. Okay. Yeah. So you're and you're never going to sit uh, Whitehead or Rhymes. No. That's already nope. three. Probably Hatcher's the the odd man out, or well, I mean, he'll still play. He'll, he'll just he won't be starting. Don't take this the wrong way, but I personally think uh, Whitehead has been underwhelming so far this year. I I don't disagree with you, Will, but he hasn't been targeted that much either. No, I realize no. that, but I mean, he's only effective if you target him. He's only affected if you target him, okay? So is he, just say it. Is he? 
or is he not the best decoy out there? Well, I mean, he's still in the top ten in the league in catches with 35. Yep. He's only five behind the leader, Kenny Lawler. Yeah, but you know what? The last two, three, four weeks, when he catches the ball, it hasn't struck fear into me whatsoever for some reason. I I don't know if they're not using him right like they were last year, but he just doesn't, in my mind, tell me if I'm wrong, he just doesn't seem to be as effective as last year. And, yes, I know teams are probably, uh, you know, concentrating on him more. Yeah, Yeah, so. They're keying on a more double coverage. Um, I, I don't know. Rhymes has been outstanding. <laughs> Four ninety one. Yeah, he has. But here, here's a, here's the thing for you. Okay, uh, Dominic Rhymes, who I think's been amazing. Okay, uh, he is. Uh, he has twenty nine receptions. Lucky Whitehead has thirty five receptions. Okay, so. He's, Lucky Whitehead has received the ball more times than Dominic Rhymes. Okay, but here's the kicker: 156 yak yards for Lucky Whitehead and 79 for Rhymes. They're using Rhymes more as a deep threat, and they're for Whitehead. They're throwing him a short yeah. passes and making him try and uh, make, make something big it. out of something small. Yes. And he's doing it. Yes, because he still has nearly 400 yards receiving. He's on pace to having a thousand yeah. yard, thousand yard year season. Yes, he's going to hit a thousand yards, but he's going to do it in half of it in yak yards. Yeah. I don't know. Just wait a week or two, and one of these guys will get injured, and it won't be a problem anymore. I, well, we'll see what happens. But is Brian Burnham going to make the BC Lions a better team? And for no other reason, it takes attention off of other players. Any team is better with Brian Burnham. Sorry. I agree. He's an amazing player. I wonder if BC could look at trading one of their receivers for, I don't know. I haven't watched BC enough this year, a couple games, but... For, I don't know, where does B, Charles, well, you go to all the games, where where does BC, what position do they struggle in? What position do they need help in? To be I, honest, I, this year they've had very few weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see them, I'd like to, sorry, go. Sorry. I'd like to see them have more it. of a return game. That's what I was thinking. We could have a better return game. Yeah, but yeah. one of my questions is why don't they put Lucky Whitehead back there? No kidding. Yeah. That's what I think they're worried about Winnipeg. him getting injured, though. That's yeah. why he did in Winnipeg before Janarian Grant came along. Yeah, but I, got... I think BC. I think BC should trade one of their receivers for uh, McLeod Bethel Thomas in Toronto, so they have a decent Fuck quarterback. Off. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Sorry. Oh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a long ways away from anything happening, but I was just, like, thinking of teams that, like, could use help. And I don't know if there's anything BC would want, but Saskatchewan could probably use a good receiver. But I don't know if there's anything on Saskatchewan. Yeah, that, yeah I'm not giving Saskatchewan nothing. 
He was there already, sir. No. Yeah. In, in punt Whitehead and kickoff just, returns, in punt and kickoff returns so far, Lucky Whitehead is the leading returner for the BC Lions, and he is 15th in the league. Okay? 15th in the league. And the next closest BC returner is Lucius Purifoy. That's scary. Kind of. So, yeah, we we definitely need a return game. So, Charles, out of the receivers that you know of, Dominic Grimes, uh, Keon Hatcher, uh, Javon Katoy, Lucky Whitehead, Brian Burnham, who would you trade? I want them all. Oh, I boy. I don't want to trade any of them. them. Nope. You can have five out there. Honestly, if I had a choice out of all of them, I would probably say Keon Hatcher uh, because he's kind of the newest guy, but I don't want to trade him either because I think he's he's an outstanding receiver. I really wouldn't want to trade any of them. Nope. Because they're kind of all different style receivers, too. Which I like. They are. Because you've got, when you look at it, you've got White Whitehead, who's the little speedster that can make something out of nothing. Dominic Rhymes is a deep threat. Keon Hatcher is kind of uh, the, uh, the the dependable guy. Brian Burnham's the guy that'll make the catches that nobody should. And Javon Katoy is the is the is the freight train who gets the ball and runs over guys. Yeah, and a Canadian. Hatcher's a Canadian, isn't he? No, he's a he's an import. Okay, sorry, my bad. Anyhow, I don't disagree with you, Rudy. I think BC should trade somebody. I just don't know who, and I really don't want to give up a receiver. We need a returner, and do we go find one in America out of the NFL cuts? I wouldn't be offended by that. Yeah, that's an option coming up. Right? Because, I mean, let's face it, most returners want a bigger field. So anybody that's a good returner down in the U.S. right now, bring off in Canada, give him a bigger field, he's going to have better better numbers. Yep. So, yeah, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not Jumping up and down on the concept of getting rid of a receiver. Not personally. Okay, let's jump over to here to segment eight. This is the Montreal Alouettes owner, Gary Stern, believes his team will beat the undefeated Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Do statements like this help or hurt your team? Well, Rudy earlier said that this was bulletin board material, that he was giving Winnipeg motivation to beat the Alouettes. I call bullshit on that. Winnipeg shouldn't need any motivation. They're 8 and 0. They're more likely to lose from apathy than beat them with motivation here. I, I honestly don't think this is going to motivate the Winnipeg Blue Bombers one iota. 
if this was BC Lions saying this or Calgary Stampede saying this, it, it it might bring something up for Winnipeg. I mean, they were a little pissed off with that. Uh, BC Lions said that they had a vanilla pizza and went off and proved otherwise. But I don't think they give a shit what Montreal says, personally. Rudy, you want to answer this? No, I just, I think it's, I don't know, man. I think, like, it's, they've won, they've won eight games in a row. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it would be for them to, but it's one of those things, right? Like, if any, if anyone disrespects, you're going to want to show them, you know, that they're the best team in the league. Gary Stern said we win this game. I'm looking at his tweet right now. Yeah, I thought he said something like that. I, I don't know. Like, not, not, to, not to sound arrogant, but realistic. Like, how many more games do they need to win until they get first place? Like, they probably could lose the rest of it. Well, not the rest of the games, but they basically already got a playoff spot. Uh, you have to say yes to that. But here's here's the, the thing that you're looking at that's kind of weird. They haven't lost a game, right? Yeah, I know. I want them to BC lose. BC's only lost and... one. BC's only lost one game. Calgary's only lost two. Yes, all three of those games were two Winnipeg. But they can't sit back on their laurels and, and run the and lollygag for the rest of the season because both of those teams are on their ass. Yeah, true. I guess it's still early. It's not a 14-game season. If, if BC only loses games to Winnipeg, they're going to be up there pretty high in the league. If Calgary only loses games to Winnipeg, they're going to be pretty high up there. Oh. Yes, I know the two teams have to play each other, but... You know what I mean, right? BC's only lost one game. Difference is they've had two buys. Yeah, and you know what? I thought Saskatchewan maybe would have beat BC the other week, and they didn't look very good at all against them. There's not a fucking hope in how the Riders are going to beat BC. I'd have more faith in Ottawa. They are a team on the decline right now. I'm sorry, they are. Oh, I agree. I think they'll be. Uh, I think they'll be lucky to get in the playoffs this year. So here's BC's schedule for the next three weeks. After this week, okay? They play in Calgary. They play in Regina. And Saskatchewan plays in BC. I'll take two more wins over Saskatchewan. Yeah. Well, uh, I think, yeah, I don't know, anything could happen. I think BC, BC will win. Yeah, they probably should win both those games. I'd like to think the Riders should beat them in Saskatchewan if they play them there again. But they didn't look very good last time. Nope. 
Wait, was that that game, though, when a bunch of their starters had COVID, or was that the game before? That was the game, that was before. The game before. Okay, was yeah, Calgary, uh, right? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. They had most of their starters back. Yeah, Saskatchewan's been weird. Early on, they looked not bad, and then they've been, they kind of, they look like shit now. So, I don't know. I don't Their know what you guys... doesn't look very good. But I, just from watching all the Bomber games, I do think Calgary is the second best team in the league right now. Then BC, and a lot of people think it's Winnipeg, then BC. I don't care until the end of the season. True. I'm not, like, I'm not going to argue with you, Rudy. I'm not going to say, Mike, you know, BC's better than Calgary or BC's better than anybody else. It's, it, it doesn't really matter. The, the standings say right now Winnipeg is the team to beat, and that's the only thing that matters. To me, I don't think you can say one's better than the other until you, you, they play each other head-to-head. And that's next week. Yeah. Okay, not this week, but next week. Cal- BC plays in Calgary. Yeah, that'll be a good fly game. Fly out to Calgary. I'll go fly out and watch the game as well. August 13th. Hmm. Saturday, August 13th. Should they go to Calgary? I don't know. Will saying nothing. You say you're going? I'll be here. What's that? Did you say you're going, Charles? No, I didn't. I I was just kidding. Oh. But hey, maybe you never know. Yeah, you I've should done go. It before. Charles, we should both go there and sit with Will. We should. I'm going to visit with Will in October. Somebody somebody will have to sleep on my couch though unless you guys want a spoon. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. It's funny. It's funny as hell, but it ain't gonna happen. I'm getting planes, trains, and automobile flashbacks. And, and you know what? You know what? I think just just for just for, just for that just just for that game, I invite Sparky along too. He can sit between the two of you. <laughs> Sparky's got his own seat. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're bleeders on the other side of the stadium. So. Yeah, but he's with his dad, isn't he? Oh, his wife. I think oh. it's his wife, actually, not his dad. I'm not sure. Oh, I thought it no, was him his dad. and his dad. His dad. No, no, it's him and his dad. Oh, my mistake. No, we definitely have to meet up with Sparky, and not by accident this time. But anyhow, we'll talk a little off the air there, because that's only a week away. I don't yeah. know if we should do that. Yeah, EJ, you got to do it. Well, hey, wait a minute though. I heard I heard today my sister in law was here from Abbots or from Penticton, right? Yeah. And okay. She flew that new airline that's in BC. What's it called? Don't know. I can't. Links. I don't know what's it called. Yeah. Anyways, from from uh, from uh, Penticton, I think she flew out of to uh, Calgary. It was sixty nine bucks. Well, you find out what the name of the airline is. Well, you guys should know. It's an airline in BC. Fuck. Is it I called? No. Is it called Lynx? 
L-Y-N-X. That might be actually Link. L-Y-N-X. Yeah, you're only you're only allowed to carry carry on. You can't you can't check baggage apparently, but you just have carry on. But for an overnight thing, who cares? Yeah. For sin, so might want to check it out. Jesus, that could fly from Abbotsford to Calgary on the tenth for thirty nine dollars. Well, there you go. The but that's on the Wednesday. I got to work. Before the game. Yeah, that's the problem. I could fly on game day for eighty nine. Will you make it in time for the game? I don't know what time the flight is. Hmm. Yeah, no, I got a trip. the game? The game's like at seven o'clock at night. Was it seven or five? I don't remember. I got a trip planned for October where I'm going to see Calgary and Hamilton, and then the next night, or the next day, drive to Edmonton, watch Edmonton and Toronto, and then watch the Flames and Oilers game after the Elks game. Well, this doesn't help me. Lion, Lions BC is five, Charles. Oh, yeah, and it's a nighttime flight, too. That sucks. Well, looks like you got to take a day off work. Oh, no, there's a morning flight that leaves Abbotsford at 6.20 in the morning. There you go, buddy. Uh, but the flight home is expensive. Well, I could stay till Monday and go home on the uh, whatever. Anyways. I'm sure that people link? are interested in listening to my travel plans. Is that Lynx, Charles? No, that was Flair Airlines. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, Flair, you got to be careful, though. Half the time they cancel or delay them a day or two. True. Okay, it's... uh. $79 one way, but it's, yeah, it's not going to work because it's a Friday flight in and a Monday flight out. Well, Will can take you long, long bowling. Well, long for 160 bucks, I can fly to Calgary on links. Yeah, you guys said you're going to have a bowling match. Calgary's got an amazing long bowling uh, course or whatever you call it. What the fuck is he babbling about? <laughs> long I have bowling. no idea. Long, long bowling. I, I think he's in trouble. We're Focus off track. Drugs. Badly. Badly off track. Okay, so where are we going now? We're we're talking about Gary Stern. Anybody else want to talk about Gary Stern? Well, he convinced me that uh, Montreal is going to win this weekend. So, he did, did he? Yeah, you betcha. Okay, going to Calgary. Oh, we're still looking this up. 
I am. Why not? Departure date. I want you only live once. And I want to return on the 14th and get flights. I'm looking at WestJet right now just because. Okay. Let's go over to the power rankings. Somebody look them up, see what happens. Why? Okay, I put these I put these in for a specific reason. It it's two hundred and sixty dollars one way. So it's five hundred and twenty bucks return. It's a lot of money for a date. Yep. A lot of money for a date with Will. Is it for a day? I don't go on date oh, with okay, men. Sorry. sorry, sorry, buddy. Maybe you and Sparky could spoon. Maybe you and Sparky could spoon. So. Yeah, that WestJet's a little too expensive. Yeah. Always is last minute. Okay. What's that? Always is last minute. How come we haven't seen any Sparky uh, power rankings lately? He, because he's he doesn't want to do it anymore. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Ranking, his power rankings sucked. Okay, sorry. Well, I'm waiting. I, I, I'm waiting for him to redefine the uh, the criteria a little bit because he's he, what he's done isn't bad. It's just not doesn't have enough information. I don't think. No, I, I do I do appreciate the effort by him on that stuff, okay? It's greatly appreciated, but I, I don't think he's putting the right things in there. We'd have to all get I, together I agree. and figure this out. We'd have to all get together and figure this out. So He started to send me his why he had the criteria and how he set it up, and then he erased yeah. it so I couldn't see it. But oh, okay. I'm not criticizing what he's doing. I, I, I believe that you could do this with a non-biased mathematical formula and come up with something realistic. But right now, he keeps having Saskatchewan Rough Riders up at the top of his power rankings. And I'm, I'm not seeing it. I'm just not I seeing know. it. I know. Okay, so CFLCA.ca has the power rankings out for this week. And uh, so does Belton Johnson puts out his power rankings. I kind of like it, Belton, but I'm having fun with it. Uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers are in first place. Nobody is arguing or disputing that at all. Period. Not ever. Okay? Not right now. Not when they're 8-0. I, I don't care what legendary Bob Irving has pointed out. It's just not. I don't care. Uh, Winnipeg's number one. Uh, CFL.ca has the BC Lions at number two at five and one. Last week they were in third, so they moved up over the Calgary Stampeders. Calgary Stampeders lost two games back-to-back to Winnipeg. Uh, that's a little harsh. Uh, do you think that Winnipeg, uh, Calgary should have dropped because they lost two games to the best team in the league? I don't necessarily believe that. Do I think Calgary's better than BC? No but I think they will be. They have Cal- Saskatchewan Rough Riders in fourth place. 
uh, it's fucking amazing that they do this. But in reality, who are you going to put in fourth place? You can't put Ottawa. Montreal, Toronto? Both of those teams are garbage. Saskatchewan in fourth place is not outside of the question of possibilities. Hamilton is in fifth spot. Record of two and you five. Could, you could interchange those guys. Who? Saskatchewan and Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah, what is, what is Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan is four and four, and Hamilton is two and five. Yeah, but why, why can't Toronto be where Saskatchewan is? Like, I know they're not good, but they're first in the East. <laughs> like, they're, they're 500. Well, that, that's why I can't figure this out. Why have they got Toronto down in sixth place and Saskatchewan up in fourth place? And they're, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not going by up a or spot. Alone. What was that, Charles? Saskatchewan moved up a spot. They were fifth last week. Now they're fourth. How does that I happen? Know, BC, BC <laughs> because they were so them. outstanding. So they were, they were so outstanding last week, Charles. They had a good loss. It was what could have been, Charles. Uh-huh. Okay, so if they here, hadn't here, have here. played, if they hadn't have played BC, they would have won. Charles, come on. Yeah. It says here the Riders' move up here is only a product of them having more wins than the Eastern counterparts. This isn't the standings, you fucking idiots. This has to do with power. The Riders go into their bye week burdened by injuries, with Cody Fajardo desperately in need of a chance to rest his ailing knee. He and his teammates can spend this week figuring out what went wrong and how they Sounds once dominated dominant four and one record now sits at even five hundred with the midpoint of the season quickly approaching. Key upon returns for the riders will be protecting Fajardo. The team's twenty nine allowed sacks is the league worst. This doesn't sound like a team that should be in the top half of the power rankings. They got an injured quarterback. They're leading the league in sacks against, not for, but against. They have nothing, nothing of any power here. Their defense sucks. How are they that high up in the power rankings? Phil Miller, if you're listening, call in and let us know. No, so don't. Here's, don't the, here's the kicker on this one. Who is Belton Johnson? Former writer. Former writer. He's the host of the writer show, right? He's one of the hosts on the writer show. Pre and post game shows, right? He, he he does this. He he is a writer homer through and through. Correct? Uh I don't yeah. think he does the post game show. Yeah, yeah I think he does. He's always advertising it. Yeah, yeah, he does the post-game show. Okay. I don't know. I listen to that Rider Radio Roundtable, and he's not on it, but I guess, yeah, that's different. He, he's he's in there with Jamie Nye. I think he's part of the Green Zone or something, isn't he? Oh, for the Green Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he he's a Rider homer. There's no doubt about Belton. And I like him. I respect him. Uh, I have fun with him. We talk. We chat a lot. Um he has the Riders in fifth place. He has Toronto up in fourth. 
Okay. CFL, OTAs, Saskatchewan, and Hamilton higher than Toronto. I don't understand this. I don't know. I, I mean, I'd, I'd put Toronto in fourth place. I think most of us would. Who, who's better than them? BC, Winnipeg, and Calgary. No one else really is. Okay, Hamilton's in fifth, Toronto's in sixth, Edmonton's in seventh. I think Edmonton's a lot better than their record, and I think Ottawa is much better than Montreal's in eighth, and Ottawa at one and six. I would love to take Ottawa out of ninth place. I honestly believe they should be out of ninth place. I don't think they should be in ninth place. Who would you put down there, Montreal? Yeah, Montreal. Montreal's yeah, at this point, I would say so. Question about it. Would you, would you move Ottawa up any higher than eight? Not until they start winning some fucking games. But I think they could climb this power rankings pretty fast. Unfortunately, they got a kind of a tough schedule. Rudy, what are you sending us here? Juan Bowling in Calgary. No, that's not what we're going to look at right now. Yeah, that's for after the show. Okay. Okay, so what do you figure here on these power ranks? What would you change, Charles? I'm sorry. Right now, I might put Hamilton ahead of Saskatchewan. I know Hamilton hasn't been great, but they've been starting to figure things out and win some games. I can't justify putting a team that got kind of thumped at home and moved them up a spot. Uh, So I'm going to put Hamilton fourth, Saskatchewan fifth, the rest of the list I'm fine with. You could make a case for swapping Ottawa and Montreal, but I'm not going to right now. But, yeah, that would be the main change that I would make. Okay, so Rudy and Christopher both think that Toronto should be higher than Saskatchewan. You're saying Hamilton should be higher than Saskatchewan. Are we just going to pound them down the list here? William, what's your thoughts? Fine with me. My thoughts thoughts are it should be Winnipeg number one, uh, Calgary or BC is number two, and then at the very bottom it should be to be determined and put everybody else down there. Yeah, because I don't I don't think any other team is that much better than any other team. Okay. Yeah. Right now really it's don't. BC. Right now it's Winnipeg, BC, Calgary, and everybody else. Yes. I I honestly think I would put Ottawa ahead of Saskatchewan. I almost would want to put Ottawa ahead of Toronto and Hamilton, definitely putting them ahead of Edmonton and, and, and Montreal. I don't think you can do that with I'm, one win, though. I know. I know. It, it, it's a dilemma. And I really don't think Edmonton's that bad. But their record's not telling us otherwise. I, I think Edmonton is a... By Labor Day. By Labor Day. Okay, so we're talking about four weeks from now. 
I think the Edmonton Elks are going to be a scary team. I think Chris uh, Jones is going to figure out the formula, and he's going to start winning the, football games. By the way, he did last week. He cut six players off the active roster. He yes. cut another six players off the practice roster, and I'm assuming he brought a bunch of new guys in. Yep, and he's going to do that until he figures out what the – formula is and I figure by Labor Day four weeks from now he's going to have it very close to being what he wants and he's going to start winning games I, I and that's think... why I believe Edmonton is going to be higher in the standings than Saskatchewan by the end of the season well yeah I would Not... agree with that because yeah, I, mean... I think Edmonton's a better going to be a better team well, I think right now they're not even that bad of a team if they had a quarterback. Well, nobody's going to argue with that. Hey, do any of you guys know if Ford's not going to be back for the rest of the season, right? Who isn't? Who? Trey Ford? Yeah. Trey Ford? Uh, probably not. Like, yeah, that's a season-ending injury, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah. And I, I think Mazzoli is gone from Ottawa. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. And I think this Caleb Evans isn't doing that bad a job. Doing a lot better than what anybody thought he would. I think Mazzoli might be done in the CFL. I, I think he's done. It's possible. Back. He's 33, 34 years old with a serious knee, uh, leg injury. I mean, unless Edmonton wants to take a crack at him. <laughs> well, he's not coming back. They're not going to help him this year. <laughs> no. No, he was gone. The, the, the prognosis was 10 to 12 weeks. And that was, what, week seven? Week six? Uh, around there. Add 12 weeks to that. It's week 18. He comes back with three weeks left in the schedule. That's not going to help any team. He's, he's, he's now has to go through training camp with three weeks left yeah, in the season. Uh, I was going to say, if you're changing your quarterback at that point, you're you're not going anywhere in the playoff. You're not going you're, to the playoff. You're, 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 your season's done. Yeah, he got yeah. hurt week five. Okay, five. He got hurt week five, and they said weeks 10 to 12 17. weeks. Now, could it be sooner? Yes, but he's 33 years old. I think I think Jeremiah Mazzoli is going to come back. They're going to get into the playoffs. Then they're going to beat Winnipeg or BC in the Grey Cup. <laughs> Want to put some money on that, Rudy? Yeah, Mazzoli's going to win them a Grey Cup. Okay, okay, I have to bet money on this. I, I don't usually do that, but I'll guarantee you Mazzoli's not going to win a Grey Cup this year. How much do you want to put on the on the floor on this one? We'll, we'll talk about this off the air. <laughs> 25 cents if you want. I don't care. I feel like that's like saying Matt Nichols would win a Grey Cup. 
Yeah, you're like it's it. Don't be saying things like that because that's just <laughs> stupid shit. That it's might be an insult to Matt Nichols. What? He's waiting in the wings. Couldn't he come back? Ah, uh, fuck. He's done. He says he's done. He is done. This this league is desperately, desperately, desperately short of quarterbacks. Yep. We have yep. three. We have three quarterbacks in this league right now that we could call starters, and Will tonight said one of them needs replacing. What does that tell you? What, Teams what aren't good at developing quarterbacks. Charles, what quarterbacks would you keep in this league? Which ones do you think can start? Our starters in this league. Uh, Caleros, Nathan Rourke, Isaiah Boley by Mitchell. I'm really okay. hard-pressed to Keep find going. another one. Yes, uh, you're hard-pressed to find another one. I could make a case for Dane Evans, even though he's struggling. I could make a better case for Jake Mayer. <laughs> okay, yeah, I could see that. Okay. Other than that, it's kind of bare. It's very bare. Very, very, very bare. Rudy, can you think of somebody else's a bona fide starter in this league? Taylor Cornelius, Cody Fajardo, Dane Evans, Caleb Evans, Trevor Harris. No, you can't. Crickets. Crickets. This is one of the weakest quarterback classes that we've had in decades. There are times we have amazing quarterbacks straight across the league. This is not one of those times. Remember when Calgary had Doug Flutie, Jeff Garcia, and Dave Dickinson all at once on one team? Yes. Yes. And then Flutie left and they bring in Henry Burris. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Guys, I have to wrap up the show here. This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 497. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. I'm going to call it a night as the raindrops start to fall on the windshield. Uh, Rudy, good to have you back on the show, buddy. I hope you uh, make a few more before uh, you get out of, I don't know, whatever. I just hope you come back instead of going up into the bush all the time. But, minute left of the show. We're going to say goodnight. So, Rudy, up to you. Oh, we lost Rudy. I just noticed he just put his phone died. <laughs> he oh, gave a new okay, number, well, but it's too late now. <laughs> it's too late. I'm calling it, it. Charles, say goodnight. Goodnight, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this week's games. We'll talk to you next week. Goodnight. That was a Good shitty night. way. To, it was a shitty way to sign off, Rudy. Really, it was. Good night, everybody. Keep in mind one thing. Guess what it is? Go Owls. I thought you were going to say go Scooters for a second there. Okay, good night, everybody. Take care.